Jordan Brooks in the house. What's up, man? I'm doing well, Holt. How have you been? I've been doing great. Just uh, just another day. <laughs> and where would that paradise be? Uh, that would be beautiful Flowood, Mississippi, just uh, just outside of Jackson. Okay, so you are uh, back at home for once. Uh, you, I know you've been traveling a lot uh, these past few months, but you're finally getting a chance to uh, rest at home in paradise. A little bit, a little bit. Back on the road tomorrow, though. Unfortunately. Oh, where's the road taking you? Uh, we're going to be heading, heading on down to Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. Maybe you can go take a uh, tour on the uh, USS uh, Alabama, perhaps? Yeah, you know, I want to. Um, I may have to try to how to work that into my schedule. There's a uh, a really good oyster place down there. I think it's called like Windchills or something like that, that I went to the last time I was down there, and it was really good. So I might have to hit that place up again. Is it oyster season right now? I guess you don't know. <laughs> I think you're allergic, to, you're <laughs> I mean, allergic to oysters, aren't you? Yeah, I'm allergic to pretty much most, especially shellfish, which what oysters are. But oyster season, I thought was, uh, isn't oyster season maybe in the spring? I can't remember for sure. I'm not sure. I want to say that I heard somewhere that it's months that end in R. Uh, I yeah. Think, I, 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 I want to say. <laughs> I actually yeah. remember who said it, too. So, who? Uh, that would be uh, one of our followers, uh, Brad Krause, said that. Uh, oh, yeah. Brad, Brad Krause. Yeah. A great, great follower uh, of ours. Um, yes, he is. He's always sending us really good uh, food pictures. And uh, he, I remember he, uh, we had a conversation with him uh, one time on Twitter about uh, – oysters and i think he was the one that said it ends in the letter r right so i guess that would be starting in like two weeks yep starting in two weeks so all right well anyway uh enough about uh enough about all that uh we're here to talk about the uh kentucky wildcats and it's not basketball it's uh it's all about football here on sec slow smoked um usually we like to uh start off with um you know some places to eat uh in the you know the town of the team that we're talking about, but uh, neither one of us have ever been to Lexington. I've only driven through Kentucky once, uh, maybe like two years ago, and I, I didn't stop. I literally just I drove straight through it. I was hit a little traffic jam there. There was a wreck on the interstate, so uh, I was there a little bit longer than I wanted to be. But it seemed uh, seemed like a pretty nice state from uh, the interstate. But uh, <laughs> that's really all <laughs> I have to say about it. I don't know. Have you, have you ever been to Kentucky, JB? Uh, that's one of the I've, I've well I've I've been just barely across the state line uh, in the western part of the state. Uh, I've never been to Lexington. That's one of the few SEC towns that I've yet to visit. It is high on my bucket list. I've heard nothing but good things about Lexington. When I think of Kentucky, I think of Eastern Kentucky, and I think of the Hatfields and McCoys feud because uh, one of the families I can't remember which one it was. It may have been maybe the uh, McCoys that were on the Kentucky side of the line, if I'm not mistaken, and another family was on the West Virginia side. But that's yeah, what I think I, of. I watched that show a few years back, and I, I honestly can't remember. But uh, when I think of Kentucky, I think of that show Justified. Did you ever watch that with Timothy Oliphant? I did not watch it. Walton Goggins, great show. Very good show. But, uh, yeah, so we don't really have any food recommendations um, or places we'd like to talk about. But, hey, if you're a Kentucky fan and you know some places we need to hit up, then uh, be sure to tweet at us at SEC Slow Smoked and uh, let us know because we're uh, – we're definitely going to try to make it up there one of these days, uh, you know, for a game. I don't know. Uh, if I don't think we're going to be able to make it this year, but, uh, you know, you never know. So uh, maybe if we get some food recommendations that sound really good, we may have to take a trip up there. Exactly. And uh, I think over the course of the next few years and next 10 years, uh, we're going to try to make it to more games and not just make it to a couple games a year, but maybe make it to about at least half of the football weekends that we'll 
go to different venues because we we don't want we want to check out new venues, but we also want to check out some of the same venues. But we just want to hit up as many places as we can during the season and just continue hitting new hitting the same places again, so then we can just keep on building up more knowledge about the uh, the the town and the campus and the traditions. That is what makes those schools so great. Yeah, and that's what that's why we do what we do is because you know we you know we just love SEC football. We love the cultures. We love the different. Uh, food types and everything throughout the uh, throughout the SEC. So, uh, you know, definitely going to have to get up there and check it out one of these days. I know, uh, you know, I'm a Mississippi State grad, so I'm a big Mississippi State fan. We play Kentucky every year. So uh, maybe one of these years uh, we'll be able to make it up there for a Mississippi State-Kentucky game. Who knows? Well, definitely. And I definitely want to hit up a uh, Kentucky basketball game, too. I, the time of year to go would probably be when uh, Kentucky has a home football game and then a home basketball game. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. We got to time it perfectly. So when we do head up Lexington, it's going to be when both of those two teams are in town. For sure, for sure. But uh, anyway, so uh, actually getting into the preview now, uh, Mark Stoops is coming into his sixth year um, at Kentucky. You know, hasn't really had that one big, like, step forward. You know, like that one big year where they really exceeded expectations or took, like, a big step forward. It's just been a very slow, methodical – uh, movement, but they've continued to move up. You know what I mean? They've gotten a little bit better every year uh, since he's been there. Um, you know, they still haven't gotten over the top, but they did make a bowl game uh, each of the last two years, um, you know, which is big for them. And, uh, you know, they'll look to do that again this year. Yeah, and uh, they've pretty much have plateaued at around seven wins these last couple of years. Uh, we're looking this year like maybe this could be the year they can get better. But in order to get better, uh, you know, last year they were outgained by nearly 75 yards per game in league play, and lost. They lost four of their final five games, which was not good at all. Uh, you know, we're hoping that maybe Terry Wilson, like you mentioned, is going to be able to replicate the production that they had from uh, Stephen Johnson. And we know we know the talent that Benny Snell has. Uh, they're going to have to really rely on Benny Snell to uh, do as well. Uh, their defense has, uh, I think, eight starters back. So um, we, I do expect some improvement with the defense, but their uh, schedule, uh, you know, with their schedule, there's a, there's definitely the potential for them to to get more than six wins, make it back to a bowl, but it's just going to be all about uh, hitting these teams at the right time. Yeah, and then, you know, looking at their defense, they'll definitely have a lot of experience in the secondary. Um, three seniors back there, including Mike Edwards, the all-conference safety, uh, you know, number seven. Just a really good player. Really enjoy watching him play. Um, I think he's poised for a big senior season, and uh, they're going to be tough to throw the ball on this year. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you on that. <laughs> and um, you know, obviously, Mark Stoops is a defensive guy as well, so you know that's always a big emphasis for him. Um, they haven't been great on defense since he's been there, but you know, they've they've been they've had some solid outings. You know what I mean? They've you know had some bad ones, some good ones, but uh, I think. With a senior-laden team this year, they've also got some pretty good linebackers as well, two senior linebackers. So, you know, a lot of experience in this team uh, on the defensive side. So I expect them to, to be, you know, a little bit better on defense this year than maybe they've been the last couple of years. Yeah, I think going into this year, this might be the best defense that uh, Stoops has had in Lexington. But it's really all going to hinge on uh, uh, Terry Wilson replacing Steven Johnson. And uh, Betty Snell continuing uh, his improvement and to becoming one of the uh, elite running backs in the conference. Right, Benny. You know, you're talking about Benny Snell, also a uh, first-team 
uh, running back um, this year on the All SEC team. Um, you know, he's it's he's only a junior. It seems like he's been there for a lot longer than that because he, he played so much as a freshman. Um, you know, they really just couldn't keep him off the field. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but they had a guy his freshman year that was supposed to be pretty good, and Snell ended up uh, taking more carries away from him. Yeah. Um, that I think a lot of people expected. Um, you know, they do a lot of Wildcat stuff, um, you know. So, uh, but, yeah, t- going back to Terry Wilson, um, I think he was at Oregon, and then he transferred to junior college and played a year. So he's a pretty talented guy. Um, it was a big get for them on the recruiting trail. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he can come in and maybe produce, like, right away. But, you know, just like, you know, we were talking about earlier, um, with Benny Snell being such a good running back and everyone having to focus on him, that's really going to take a lot of the workload off of Wilson. And, um, you know, they also have a really good tight end in C.J. Conrad, another senior, um, that he's going to be able to look to, you know, the quarterback's best friend is always a tight end, you know, for those check downs and, you know, easy completions on, you know, third and medium. So, yeah, um, you know, yeah. I think those two things should definitely help him out a lot. Yeah, and then, they, of course, you know, they're getting uh, Dorian Baker back this year who uh, missed last year with a uh, ankle injury. So that's going to be a big help for them. Uh, of course, they have Tavin Richardson and Lynn Bowden are also going to be uh, counted on as reliable targets for uh, the new quarterback, Wilson. And, of course, you mentioned C.J. Conrad. He's a solid uh, target as well. So, I mean, there's definitely some guys for uh, uh, Wilson to work with. Of course, we know he's going to have Benny Snell to back him up. So, I think they're really going to be relying more on the uh, running game, getting that going with uh, – and they're really going to be more of a run-heavy team this year, especially with Benny Snell. I, I expect Benny Snell to uh, possibly flirt with uh, close to 1,500 yards this year. That, this is going to be his really big – he's already had two breakthrough years, but – this is going to be a year that he puts a stamp as one of the best running backs to come through the conference. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, great running back. Um, and, you know, just like we were saying, they're really going to rely on the run. I think this year, um, you know, they return four or five offensive linemen, you know, two more seniors up there. So, you know, just like we were saying, a very senior-laden team. Um, anytime you, you see those teams, it's always, uh, you know, a potential surprise team that's one of the main things you look for is uh, senior leadership. And, uh, you know, I think they, they have that. Um, I think there's just something in you when you hit your season, your senior season where it's just like, all right, this is it. Like it's either going to happen now or it's not going to happen. Yeah. That you kind of get that sense of urgency, um, from those older guys, um, that can really, really help your team, uh, you know, take that next step. Exactly. And, of course, we know how they they have a really experienced secondary coming back this year, too. And we're, we're hoping, you know, we're thinking that maybe Darius West, uh, Derek Beatty, Chris Restry, and Lonnie Johnson, we're expecting them. If they're going to – if this if there's going to be a year for them, it's this year. I mean, they're all – like, this is their last season. This is their yeah. last chance to really prove themselves as worthy because they were highly touted coming out of high school, all four of these guys. So, right. if, there's, if there's a year for the Kentucky secondary to really put its stamp on – on these last four seasons, it's now. Yeah, and then, you know, one thing you notice, like, right away is uh, the size of the corners. You know, they're both 6'3", um, Beatty's 188, Johnson's 206. So uh, some really big physical corners um, that are going to be able to, uh, you know, shut down some of the better receivers in the conference, I would have to bet. Right. So I, I guess you're ready to uh, move on into uh, picking the schedule too. So yep. 
I was just about to do that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, that's that's the best part. Uh, I'll let you uh, lead off holds because I know that it's always been your bad boy. Uh, starting off <laughs> the game with <laughs> starting off the uh, season with uh, Central Michigan Chippewas, uh, Butch Jones, and um, seeing Butch Jones, Mark D'Antonio, and Brian Kelly's old stomping grounds. That's exactly right. Um, you know, I don't really have a lot to to break down as far as this game goes. I think this is kind of a uh, you know, I don't want to say like a tune-up game because I don't think they're just going to kill them, but I, I do think they're going to win pretty easily, uh, you know, probably about three, you know, f- I don't know, maybe four touchdowns, I would say. Um, get some of the young guys in. Uh, get the starters out of there pretty early um, in the second half. Um, you know, other than that, I don't really have much to add. Yeah, Kentucky's way too talented for Central Michigan. I like Kentucky to win this one big, and it's going to be a uh, good season opening win. Build some momentum up for a uh, major match uh, the following weekend and Gainesville against the Florida Gators. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I hate that we have to talk about the street because that's all anyone talks about when they bring it up. I'm not r- sure what the number's at now, but, you know, um, I don't think anything that happened 20, 30 years ago is going to have any effect on this year's game um, unless Kentucky lets it. Uh, I think that's been kind of the problem the last few years is, you know, Kentucky has had – plenty of chances to beat Florida, but they just, uh, I don't know if it's just some psychological thing where they just feel like they have to, you know, in the streak or whatever, but Florida just has the mental advantage in this game. It seems like every year they do. And, and, uh, the last two seasons I have picked Kentucky to beat Florida. I picked Kentucky to go to Gainesville two years ago to beat Florida. And I picked them to win a, at home last year against Florida. And now Florida has a better coach than Dan Mullen. They don't have Jim McElwain anymore. Uh, Florida's going to start playing a lot better now. Their their defense has always been good. That's what's been carrying the Florida Gators the last couple of years is their defense. Their offense has had nothing to show for it. Dan Mullen will help the Florida Gators offense reach more of its potential that it's always had. And I feel like uh, Kentucky's missing golden opportunities. Um, I, I, this game's going to be close. I like it to be close. Uh, there's It doesn't really matter what's happened at all in the last 20 to 30 years. I know there's a streak. But these are the streak doesn't matter at all to me. It's just because these two teams are not the same teams that have been playing each other the last 30 years either. These aren't the same players on these teams. Uh, I like Kentucky to keep this one close. If this was in uh, Lexington, I would pick Kentucky for a third consecutive season. But I can't because Florida now has a better coach, and they're at home at Ving Hill Griffin Stadium. Florida's going to win, but it's going to be a close, low-scoring affair. Right, yeah, I completely agree. Um you know, one thing you can say about Dan Mullen is uh, he always beat Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> the whole time he was at Mississippi State, I think he lost him one time two years ago um, and on a last-second field goal. Um, but, yeah, he, one thing you can say about Dan Mullen is he always finds a way to beat Kentucky. Um, you know, I know he's at a new school and everything, but, you know, Florida still, I think, got a little bit of a talent advantage in this game. Um, you know, just like we were saying, we really like Kentucky's experience. Um a lot of seniors on this team, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Florida in this one. Just Dan Mullen is a really good coach, and uh, I think I just think he's a better coach than Mark Stoops. I think you know they have the home field advantage, obviously, and I think they have a little bit of a talent edge as well. They do. Um, so I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Kentucky won this game. I really wouldn't. Um, yeah, I, I, I really could, do. I, I really do. I like, like, I really do want to pick Kentucky. I do. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I, see, I see this I, as I a little bit more of a toss up, like than yeah. See, this is why I'm going. This is why I'm doing doing it differently. Uh, the last two years, I have picked Kentucky. They have lost, so I'm going to pick against Kentucky. 
And you watch. Kentucky will end up winning just because yeah. I did that. There you go. Use your uh, – JB's using his uh, reverse jinx powers to uh, help the uh, Kentucky Wildcats out. So, uh, you'll, you'll be sure to thank him for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, next – Next up, they got a uh, Murray State. Um, you know, I don't really have a lot to say. They're they're also in Kentucky. Um, that's one thing I know about Murray State. Uh, they were good at <laughs> they were good at basketball one time, like two years ago. Um, and other yeah, than that, they, I don't really have much to say. Yeah, Murray State's always been a solid basketball school. Uh, that's that's their niche. Uh, but this is more like a, just kind of a uh, snooze fest for Kentucky. I like Kentucky to win this one big. Not really going to be yeah. much of a game. So they'll be uh, two and one. And uh, they got a big one the following weekend against a uh, very likely undefeated Mississippi State Bulldogs team. Right, and this has the uh, potential to be a really uh, important game. Uh, it may not get a lot of national uh, hype just because I think even though Mississippi State's been, uh, you know, predicted in some preseason uh, polls to kind of do some big things this year, uh, I think most people are going to be waiting for Mississippi State to win a couple of big games before they fully buy in. So I don't know if this game is going to be as hyped as maybe it should be because I think it's going to be two pretty good teams. And uh, both teams really need to win this game if they want to have the season that they that they want to have. You know, Kentucky, if they want to get to seven, eight wins uh, in the regular season this year, they're going to have to win this game. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of emphasis on it. It's, you know, their first big home game of the year. So I expect the uh, crowd to be out in full force. Um, you know, Mississippi state obviously is a really talented team this year. They have a loaded defensive line to uh, all conference defensive linemen. Uh, they bring back Nick Fitzgerald for his third year. Um, you know, just a really solid quarterback. I don't, you know, maybe not like an NFL caliber quarterback, but you know, a really good college quarterback that has a lot of experience. Um, you know, they have a new head coach this year, so maybe, um, you know, maybe they could still be figuring some things out on the offensive side of the ball, especially. Um, but, yeah, I'll let you uh, – what's your uh, opinion on this? Yeah, I, I like this uh, Mississippi State team. I think I've made that point clear. I, I think everyone knows by now that we're really high on, on Mississippi State this year. We think this is going to be – the team and the conference that really uh, surprises a lot of people. Uh, we both, I think everyone pretty much, I have them going 11-1. I got them beating Auburn in the in that game to propel them to 11-1 and uh, be the second team in the West and having a chance to uh, make a playoff as an at-large. So, like I said, we, we all like Mississippi State, and we picked Mississippi State to win this one. And I like State to come in here uh, poised and uh, fired up and ready to take care of business. Uh, Kentucky, they're always tough at home, especially early in the season. That's when they're, that's when they're always been really good. But this Mississippi State team just has – it's very eerily similar to the uh, 2014 team, in my opinion. It's uh, got a lot of talent. Uh, the schedule sets up beautif- beautifully for them. They get all the toughest games. Uh, the road games they have aren't nearly as bad as they could have been. And I- I'm picking State to win this one. I think they're going to win this one. In a close one, probably may have score like maybe 27 to 20, but I say we'll take care of business. Yeah, I'd like this to be a close game as well. Um, I do think Mississippi State is uh, just a little bit better overall as a team. Um, but, you know, just like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky made this a really close game. Um, you know, the Mississippi State game is one that I think Kentucky fans look at and think that that's one they should win more regularly. Um 
So it'll be interesting to see how this game goes. But uh, moving on uh, to South Carolina the next week, also at home, um, another team who's been getting a lot of preseason hype this year, uh, Jake Bentley, Debo Samuel, um, and, you know, that Will Muschamp defense uh, are coming to town uh, September 29th. Yeah, that, this is a really evenly matched game, in my opinion. I know South Carolina is a, kind of a darling, and I know they're uh, projected to, you know, kind of propel themselves to uh, challenge uh, Georgia at the top of the East this year. But uh, this game being at Kroger Field, this is going to be a highly competitive match. Uh, we know how uh, these every time these two teams play, it's usually a pretty good one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, South Carolina, but this is not going to be an easy game for South Carolina whatsoever. I think it's going to be a uh, def- I think it's going to be a little bit of a defensive struggle, but I still see both teams being able to score a little bit. Uh, the, what's going to be the difference in this game is that uh, Benny Snell is going to be able to really uh, run the ball against this uh, South Carolina defense. I don't think it's going to be able to run the ball effectively enough, but it's going to keep the South Carolina offense off the field just enough. But the biggest matchup to me is going to be this is Jake Bentley against that Kentucky secondary. Whoever wins that matchup is going to ultimately win this game. But I'm going to have to give the edge, edge to Jake Bentley because I am a big fan of Jake Bentley. And I am going to go with South Carolina in this one and a close one. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we're finally going to be able to disagree on one here. I, I think I'm going with Kentucky. Um, you know, speaking of streaks, you know, Kentucky's won this game four years in a row. Um you know, I still am not buying Will Muschamp as a head coach. I'm just not. Uh, Jake Bentley, I think, is a solid quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. And um, I think this Kentucky secondary is going to be able to, uh, you know, really keep these South Carolina receivers, Debo Samuel in particular, at bay. And um, I like Kentucky to get the win at home. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm just – it's hard for me to go because I, I like South Carolina. I like the South Carolina team. I really like uh, – well, Muschamp, uh, you know, to really uh, turn his career around. He's like I said in a previous podcast. I think he's happier than he's ever been. He really seems like he's enjoying coaching a lot more. He learned a lot from his mistakes at Florida, and I, I, it's hard for me to pick against South Carolina. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm having to go with them. I feel like there's a lot of momentum in Columbia. All right. All right. Well, uh, I'm just glad we finally disagreed. It seems like we've been agreeing like, way too much lately. It's just, it's just not fun. Like, <laughs> it's not, it's not natural for us to agree. We usually, uh, we usually disagree on about everything. I mean, I think I a, lot know. People, a lot of people that know us well say that we disagree on just about everything, I know. except for food. Except food, that's the one thing we always agree oh, on. Oh yeah, food. That's, except for Waffle House. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, that's, uh, that's another story. Yeah, we'll 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 tease that a little bit, but we'll definitely have like a show that we just talk about that for like 30 minutes probably. But uh, anyway, so the next week we're going on down to uh, Texas A&M, seeing old uh, Jimbo Fisher and uh, Nick Starkle or Kellen Mond, whoever's starting. Um, you know, I, uh, I'll let you go ahead and I uh, get this thing started. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, I'm really high on this uh, Texas A&M team. I, I think they can surprise a lot of people, too, in the West. Uh, it's really hard picking a surprise team in the SEC this year. Uh, Mississippi State's the biggest one to me, but I also like South Carolina and Texas A&M to be teams that are going to be much improved from last year. Uh, A&M's offense is going to get much better as the season progresses. I really like Starkle under Jimbo Fisher's system. I think you're going to see the potential with him. Uh, Kellen Mond is definitely brings you more of that dynamic with his ability to scramble and run with the ball and create plays with his feet. 
But Starkle is just a better passer. He'll be the quarterback in this game. He'll be the quarterback for the season. And A&M, like, we, we know how good their defense is, too, or how good their defense can be. I like their defense to be much improved this year, too, with that Mike Elko from Notre Dame being their defensive coordinator. So I'm going I'm going to go with Kentucky. I mean, I, sorry, not Kentucky. Oops, that was a little faux pas there. I am going with I am going with Texas A&M in this one in College Station. I think this, this, with this game being in College Station, that's just going to be too tough for uh, Kentucky to overcome. And I'm going to go with A&M in this one. Yeah, I like A&M as well. Um, you know, we talked about in the preview that uh, a lot of people are sleeping on Texas A&M this year. I think a lot of times when there's a first-year coach somewhere, I feel like everyone just immediately, like, assumes they're not going to be good. But there's actually a lot of talent on that team in uh in college station for the Aggies. So, you know, Jimbo's walking into a, a not that bad situation and um I wouldn't be surprised, you know, to see Texas A&M maybe surprise some people this year. Um I think they're gonna have a good year. I think, you know, Kentucky is definitely good enough to win this game. Uh I don't, okay. you know, disagree with that at all. But uh you know, I just like, you know, it's a kind of an unusual game. They're having to travel all the way down to Texas A&M. I don't think they've played Texas A&M since they joined the conference. Uh, if, they have not. This will be a first-time meeting, and also Kentucky hasn't played it in College Nation either since they've been, uh, uh, you know, new SEC rivals. So this will right. be a first. Yeah, so it's just kind of like a, you know, weird matchup, kind of unusual. You know, it's on the road. It's coming off of uh, what I think is going to be a really emotional game against South Carolina. Um, so I, I like Texas A&M in this game. But, uh, you know, just like I said, I mean, I'm – I'm not. I'm not uh, closing the door on Kentucky in this game by any means, but uh, I, I, I just like Texas A&M a little bit more than Kentucky this year as a team. I do too. So I think we're both going to pick Texas A&M in this one, and that'll uh, send Kentucky into a bye with a two and four record. But two weeks later, they'll be they'll be playing at home, uh, back at home for homecoming against the Vanderbilt Commodores. I hate it when teams make. Uh, conference games or homecoming and I just I know uh, it's 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 it seems like it's just such an insult too like yeah. why would you want and plus that's just a huge calculated risk like I would not want to have a homecoming game beat against a conference opponent I understand like they always want to do it more like mid-season or later in the season but this is just terrible timing man like you can't uh, do it against a conference opponent it's just so much disrespect absolutely yeah no I totally agree but uh anyway so it's gonna be Vanderbilt coming in um we did the Vanderbilt preview, um, and we picked Kentucky to win this game. Um, they're coming off a bye. Uh, now, I don't think neither one of us is very high on Vanderbilt this year. Um, I just don't think – I like Kyle Shermer, and uh, their offensive line looks pretty good as well. But, you know, there's just too many question marks at the skill positions. And uh, defensively, they just really struggled last year, uh, which kind of surprised me. But um, I just – I think Kentucky's going to have a big game offensively, and uh, I think that Kentucky secondary is going to keep uh, Shermer in check, and I think they're going to win this game by about, you know, 7 to 17 points, somewhere in that range. I agree. I mean, I think uh, uh, Kentucky propels in this one. Um, like you said, I, I really like that Kentucky secondary. I think this is going to be the year they finally show out that how good they can be, and they'll contain Kyle Shermer enough, and I think that uh, – Benny Snell is going to have a, a big game against this uh, Vanderbilt defense. So they're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're going to be able to, you know, pretty much control the time of possession too. I like Kentucky to win this one and probably score about maybe 24, 31 points. But I don't see Vanderbilt being able to score that much against this uh, Kentucky defense, especially with the secondary locking down. Right. 
And then uh, next week we're going on to uh, to my favorite team this year in the in the East as far as a surprise, and that's uh, the Missouri Tigers and Drew yeah. Locke. Yeah, your surprise a, uh, team. Yeah, right. My surprise team in the in the East this year being Missouri. Um, so it's going to be on the road for Kentucky. Um, you know, I mean, what do you have to say about this game, JB? Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I really like, uh, this Missouri team. Uh, Drew Locke is a, uh, we know how good of a quarterback he is. He's going to be a Heisman candidate. Uh, the receivers they have, I mean, they have big physical receivers. It's going to be a matchup nightmare. And that's really going to be where this game is determined. It's going to be this Kentucky secondary against these, uh, Missouri or uh, Missouri, uh, wide receivers. That matchup is ultimately going to dictate this game. Uh, and also, the other matchup is going to be uh, this Missouri defensive line. How is it going to handle the uh, offensive line of Kentucky and uh, Benny Snell in the running attack? The way the only the way that Kentucky can win this game is if they get the running game going and let Benny Snell control this game and control the game in the trenches on the ground, keep the high octane Missouri offense off the field. This will give Missouri a chance, and I do think that Kentucky will be able to run the ball effectively. But I do think that Missouri's offense is going to be able to score some against Kentucky. And with this one being at home, I think Missouri will win, but it's going to be awfully close. I like Missouri to win by a score of about 31 to 28. Yeah, this is a chance to be a great game. This is a, a really tough matchup for Missouri. Um, I think Kentucky kind of does well what Missouri struggles against. Um, and obviously, Kentucky's strength as a defense is to defend teams uh, they throw the ball. So, um, a really tough matchup for Missouri. I think this has trap game for – I think Missouri is going to be solidly in the top 20, top 15 in the country when this game is played. And I think this game is going to have trap game written all over it for uh, Missouri. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Kentucky go out there and get the win. I'm going to pick Missouri just because Drew Locke, to me, is just – I think he's the best quarterback in the country this year. Um, I think he's going to be a first-round draft pick next year. I just think he's – got all the tools he's got the weapons uh around him he's got an all-conference receiver and all-conference tight end um to throw to you know they do have Derek Dooley calling plays which I admit does uh worry me a little bit that scares me that scares me tremendously I mean we're talking about a guy that's never been an offensive coordinator in his life and he's never called plays in his life <laughs> I just, yeah, it's it's scary giving Derek Dooley the reins to this really powerful offense. Right, I totally agree, and uh, it's one of those things that just I don't understand it at all. But uh, you know, another thing lo- looking at this game is, um, you know, the Missouri coach, um, Jesus, I can't think of his name right now. What's wrong with me? Barry um, Odom. Barry Odom. Gosh, man, I just I'm losing. It's it's really late, so I'm it just, is really late. It is. I, I'm struggling, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, he's a defensive guy, and uh, their defense has really not been up to par the last couple of years, but they did get a lot better the second half last year, and um, I really expect them to be a better unit this year. Um, I don't think they're going to be a great defense, but I think they're going to be like closer to average and not just the kind of defense you can just run all over um, like some teams have done in the past. So I like Missouri in this game, but uh, – Definitely has a chance to be an upset for uh, Kentucky here. It is, and it's, if this game was in Lexington, I would probably would actually pick Kentucky in this one. But just Missouri being at home uh, in Columbia, especially with that, I think that Drew Locke will do just enough in this game to uh, propel Missouri to a victory in a close one. 
Right. And then uh, they travel – or they actually at home for Georgia. Uh, Going to be coming to town. Uh, I know an offense that you really like a lot. Um, what do you think about Georgia heading up to Lexington? Uh, I like Georgia a lot in this one. Uh, the Georgia offense is just absolutely balanced. Besides the uh, Auburn offense, uh, this is probably one of my favorite offenses to watch. Just the way Jim Chaney uh, calls the game. I mean, Jim Chaney can definitely be more pass-happy with his uh, play calling. But he's got such a really good balanced team this year with Jake Fromm leading the way and solid offensive line that's going to control the line of scrimmage and two great running backs that are going to uh, replace uh, Chubb and Michelle. They're not going to miss a beat there. Uh, this offense is going to be rolling at this point of the season. Uh, the defense, uh, I know they lost a lot of starters. They only got, uh, what is it, maybe four or five starters returning for the Georgia defense. I mean, yeah, they're replacing guys, but they're going to just reload. And by this point in the season, I think Kirby Smart is going to have this defense rolling and playing a really good ball. And I like Georgia to enforce its will in this game, especially in the trenches. And I'm going to go with Georgia by double digits. Yeah, if this game was earlier in the season, I would feel a lot better about Kentucky's chances because um, Georgia's just, you know, they're losing a lot uh, on both sides of the ball. But they recruit so well that I think by this point in the season, they're really going to be, um, you know, firing on all cylinders, um, to use a cliche. So, um, I like Georgia pretty big in this game. You know, maybe not, you know, maybe not as bad as it was last year, but. Uh, I expect a little bit closer game than that. It was 42-13 to 13 last year. I expect a little bit closer game than that, but, you know, maybe more like like 31-17 to 17 or maybe even, you know, 38-17, to 17, something kind of like that. Maybe, you know, a little bit closer game, but still still a comfortable win for Georgia. Right. So I think we're both picking uh, Georgia to win this one, and that will lead off into the uh, following weekend. Uh, they'll be playing uh, – traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee, to play the Tennessee Volunteers in Neyland Stadium. Uh, at this point, uh, Kentucky's going to be 3-6. and six. I think at this point, uh, you know, I would probably both agree that Tennessee will likely be sitting at 4-5. and five. So two teams at this point battling for bowl eligibility. It'll be a uh, very important, crucial contest for both teams. Uh, we, do, we, both, we both know and are aware that uh, both of these coaches definitely need to try to get bowl eligible. Jeremy Pruitt in his first season needs to. Uh, by this time, Mark Stoops at three and six could be fighting for his job. So, uh, what do you? How are you seeing this game unfolding, Holt? Um, you know, this is a really tough one. Um, I think both teams are kind of similar in the sense that uh, I think both have a chance to be pretty good on defense this year, and it's just going to depend on who stays healthy. I mean, honestly, this game is like so far away; like so much can happen between now and then. Um, but looking at it from right now. Um, I just – I really like Tennessee's defense this year, and they're going to be at home. Uh, they just got a little bit more talent, like, overall as a team. Um, but, you know, that being said, I think it could go either way. Both teams are going to be fighting for a bowl for a bowl chance, so it's going to be a highly contested game and a good environment in Knoxville. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Tennessee here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tennessee as well. And like you said, like, it's so far away. And, like, I know how – a lot of fans, and even myself included, I hate preseason predictions. I think it's absolutely garbage. But we still do it anyway because it's just so much fun to do. And right. by this, and by the time game week rolls around two months from now, we might be singing a different tune. We, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. I think they just, on paper, they have a lot more talent. They're at home in Tennessee for the most part, even during their down years the last decade. They still pretty much dominated the series. And I, I don't see it really being any different. I think Tennessee will win this one. 
and this will uh, send uh, Kentucky out of bowl eligibility depending on how their APR yeah. standing is. Well, for you, for me, they're still in contention because I had them be in South Carolina earlier in the year. That is correct. So we don't have Alex to give us a tiebreaker, so we're just going to leave it uh, 3, 7, 4, and 6. We won't even say what the record is right now. Right. But, uh, yeah, just like you're saying, it's just – it's really tough. Um, Tennessee always seems to find a way to win this game. Uh, But uh, it should be a great game. One way or the other, because both teams are going to be fighting for a bowl game. But, uh, you know, just like I said, it's like Tennessee just a little bit more in there at home. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, I think, is a really good defensive mind, and it's going to have that defense rolling, um, especially later in the year. So, uh, moving on to uh, Middle Tennessee State, uh, going to be playing their second SEC team of the year. They play Vanderbilt early um, in the season, and then they're going to travel to Kentucky. Um, you know, in, in my scenario, they're still in a bowl contention. So I think they're going to come into this game really focused and uh, get the win pretty easily. Um, do you have anything else to add about this game? I don't. Uh, if they were playing Middle Tennessee earlier in the season, I would think at Middle MTSU would be a lot more prepared to to give them a fight. But uh, Kentucky playing them later in the season, I like Kentucky, even though we've always said Kentucky's not a second half team in the season. But they're going to be focused for this one. Uh, in your scenario, they're still a uh, bowl contending team. In my scenario, they're not, but who knows? Maybe their APR is really high because we, we've seen uh, previously uh, with two SEC teams in particular, uh, uh, Mississippi State uh, two years ago and Vanderbilt two years ago were both five and seven teams that made bowls due to their high academic standing. So maybe this Kentucky team will have an high APR. I haven't really done the, the uh, research on their on the team's APR in recent years, but they can still be in contention at this point. So uh, that doesn't really uh, – Change the fact for me that Kentucky's not going to win this game. Uh, Kentucky's definitely going to win, and I think they're going to win pretty comfortably. All right. So then last game of the season, they're going to travel to Louisville, take on the the hated Cardinals in a kind of an underrated rivalry um, in college sports. Um, I know Louisville lost Lamar Jackson to the NFL. Um, they lost to Mississippi State in the bowl game last year, and – you know, Mississippi State didn't even have their quarterback or their coach. Um, so uh, I'm kind of questioning how I feel about Louisville this year, but uh, do you have any insight on them other than what I just said? Yeah, I think Louisville's going to take a step back this year without Lamar Jackson. Uh, I know We all know how awesome of a coach Petrino is, but he, hasn't, he doesn't really have the uh, talent in place yet. Uh, I know he's going into, what, his uh, fourth season there. Uh, the talent level at Louisville is not what he's had at previous times. And a lot of teams are starting to figure out that Petrino system too, even though it's, it's, it's still very effective. But not having Lamar Jackson is definitely going to hurt them this year. And at this point, Louisville is probably going to be fighting for bowl contention as well or barely bowl eligible. Uh, but I, I'm going to Kentucky in this one. Uh, it's a big rivalry game. And this is going to be a, uh, a major game for them. In your scenario, they're going to win would put them at bowl eligibility. My scenario would be playing for pride, but regardless, yeah. I got regardless. I've got Kentucky winning this one, and this is going to be their biggest win of the season. Right, and one thing I noticed uh, in that bowl game last year was just that uh, Louisville's wide receivers just uh, were not; they just couldn't get open. They just really couldn't do anything. Um, I think it's going to be a similar situation in this game. With uh, you know, we've been talking the whole time about Kentucky's secondary and how good it is. I don't think Louisville's. You know, I, I do think they're going to be able to find a quarterback. Um, I know they have a couple of highly recruited guys in 
you know, Bobby Petrino's quarterbacks always play well. But uh, I just don't think the receivers are going to be able to get open uh, in this game. And I think the uh, Kentucky front seven is really going to be able to key in on the run game and hitting the quarterback. So uh, I think Louisville is really going to have a hard time moving the ball in this game. And uh, obviously being a rivalry game, you know, anything can happen. Uh, right. Also, like Kentucky to be able to move the ball a little bit on Louisville, <laughs> who had a pretty uh, deplorable defense last year. They did. Uh, they did. Uh, was... They did smartly get rid of uh, defense coordinator Peter Sermon, though. I think they learned what Mississippi State <laughs> fans figured out about that, two years ago. Yeah, Peter Sermon was the uh, really terrible. <clears throat> we don't, we knew how terrible he was at Mississippi State, and then he gets a second chance at Louisville. And also, just completely off topic, I want to correct myself. Uh, Vanderbilt two years ago went six and six. They did not go five and seven. So they actually made had bowl eligibility. They did not just make it to a bowl due to their APR. That only that title only belonged to Mississippi State. Right, and we'll wear it. <laughs> we'll wear it proudly. But uh, yeah, thanks for uh, clarifying that. But yeah, so yeah, just to finish up the schedule here, I do like uh, Kentucky to get the win over Louisville and make it to a bowl game. Um, at six and six, um, I'm not sure Kentucky fans are really going to be happy with that. I think they would like to see Kentucky, you know, start winning some games like maybe the Missouri game, the Tennessee game, Mississippi State, Florida. <laughs> I think that those are all games that uh, we picked them to lose. That I think Kentucky fans would be ups- you know, pretty upset about losing, you know, yet again. Um, so, how do you think Kentucky fans are feeling at the end of the season this year? Well, in my scenario, they're five and seven, but I think the goodwill that uh, Bob, not, not Bob Stoops. <laughs> yeah, Mark they wish they wish they had Bob Stoops. <laughs> I think the goodwill that uh, Mark Stoops has built the last two seasons will help him survive, even at five and seven. I think he will get another year, but at this point, his seat will be absolutely thermonuclear. He will have to produce in twenty nineteen in order to keep his job, and and if he does go six and six, he'll definitely be back. If he goes any kind of bowl, he will be back next season. Going at five and seven, uh, it's fifty-fifty toss-up whether he'll be back or not. But I am gonna give him the edge that he will be back. But it will be on very, uh, very, uh, yeah, thin ice. Well, part of the problem is, you know, we were talking about this being such a senior-laden team. You know, if they don't make it to a bowl game this year and they lose all those guys, you know, it's it's gonna be really tough to come back the next year and. Uh, make it to a bowl game. You know what I mean? It it is. It'll it'll put Stoops in a very precarious position. Right. So I mean, I just you know, I don't know um, if this is going to be enough for for Kentucky fans. Um, I think he's probably. I mean, I don't want to say he's probably going to get fired this year. I don't necessarily believe that, but I just think uh, you know they're kind of in a position where he's good, but he's not like anything special you know what i mean right and you want you want some excitement i feel like like uh sports fans are totally fine like they would much rather you go like you know four and seven five and seven six and six and then like ten and two eleven and one and then like drop yeah. back then like drop back down to like four or five wins you know for a couple of years and then jump back up then be a team that's just yeah. always like six and six seven and five like every year you know what i mean Right, and I, th- I said in a previous uh, podcast that Mark Soups is a uh, mediocre coach. Uh, he is what he is. Uh, he's not going to probably get. He's not going to really get you a lightning in the bottle of the year where you're going to win nine or ten games, but you're not going to have a really disappointing season where you only win about three or four. Uh, he's he's good enough to get you a bowl 
almost consistently with maybe a couple of years where he doesn't get you to a bowl. Uh, this could be that year that he doesn't get him to a bowl, and I, that's what I predicted at five and seven. And if he, if he makes a bowl, he's back. But like you said, uh, we're, we're not even talking about him being uh, on the hot seat right now. He's not even on the hot seat. But if he doesn't make a bowl, he will definitely be on the hot seat. Or even yeah. if he goes six and six, uh, there'll definitely be some fans in Lexington chirping. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, six years, if if it's the sixth year and you're still just kind of like, you know, moseying around like mediocrity, I just I just feel like you're automatically on the hot seat at that point. Like, even if, you know, you're going to a bowl game at a place that doesn't usually go to bowl games, it's still just kind of, you know, it, it's just it's like just there's, no, there's no excitement. It's just boring. It's just the same thing over and over again. You know it what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just stale. It's just stale. Because fans want, like, like I definitely like fans are smart. You know what I mean? Like like a lot of fans are at least. And like, you know, not everybody is just like, oh well, as long as we make it to a bowl game every year, I'm happy. Like, no, they want like like they don't care if you're bad for like a couple years, but they want that like one big year where you like pull off like big upsets and like stuff exactly. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and one and once fans sniff a little bit of success, they want more. I mean that's just that's just yeah. the nature of a fan. You're you're just eager to have more. And Kentucky, remember, they had that one successful year in 07 where they had a few big upsets, especially that upset against, uh, against uh, LSU when they beat number one LSU at home. Yeah, and, then after that, and, and then after that, uh, Rich Brooks wasn't able to uh, – their then head coach, Rich Brooks, wasn't ever, ever able to uh, match that success from that season and ultimately ended up retiring. Right. And Mark Stoops has nothing that even resembles a game like that. You know not what I mean? Yet. Yeah, not like, yet. Like, I mean – so he doesn't have that, you know, that big game that everyone remembers. You know, I mean, I think they had a game against South Carolina a couple of years ago that was like a really big win, but at the same time, at South Carolina, like, it's not like a, a big time team. You know what I mean? No. But uh, you know, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add to uh, Kentucky for this season? Uh, the only other thing I would say is that even though I have them at five and seven. It's not a it's it's a it's not an ugly five and seven. I think it's gonna be they're gonna be a, a really good team. It's just I just don't know if they're good enough to win some of these games against the much improved teams of the conference. Because yeah. pretty much everyone in their schedule is gonna be improved. Missouri's gonna be better. Florida's gonna be better. Tennessee's gonna be better. South Carolina's gonna be better. So everyone they see in their own division is gonna be much better. The only one I can say won't be better is Georgia. I think they're gonna be about the same. Yeah, and I mean I. I would say Georgia's the one team on their schedule that I don't think they can beat. Regardless, yeah. You know what I mean? But the, the, the other all, four. All, other, all the other 11 teams in their schedule, like, I could see them winning. I, I'm not saying I think I could see them going 11-1 and one because, I, you know, I couldn't see that. But at the same time, you could make an argument for, like, every other team on their schedule that I could buy for them to win. So, I mean, you know, yeah, just like you're saying, like, I, I'm not saying I think there's, you know, they can only win six games and that's, like, where they're at, like, I, I think, you know, they could definitely exceed that. I just, you know, when I'm looking at their schedule, breaking it down and how I see some other teams, you know, I see them at about six and six this year. Right. So I think this will uh, pretty much uh, wrap things up for this show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at SCC Slow Smoked. Uh, we're also on uh, Instagram at SCC Slow Smoked. And eventually we will have a, a Snapchat account once uh, football season begins. We'll be able to do some Snapchats from different venues that we'll be visiting throughout the season. So we hope you'll uh, add us on that and follow us. Uh, you can follow Holt at Holt Smash uh, 1166. Is that correct? That's correct. 
Uh, you can also follow uh, Alex Ship, who is not here with us tonight, at Bullship1. Or you can follow myself. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but you can follow me at MRJB underscore Brooks. And we will always be uh, here to uh, talk with you guys, especially through our Slow Smoked account. And feel free to roast us. Uh, we're always going to be wrong. There'll be times where we're right, but no, no one ever acknowledges us when we're right. But when we're wrong, we're always going to hear it. And we'll, we're, we're not bad guys. We don't want to be the guys that people hate because we, we love the SEC. We appreciate everything in the SEC. We want the SEC to do well. We want everyone in the conference to do well. But when things don't go well, uh, we're definitely going to roast. But that's just, that's, just part of the, that's just part of the process. So I'll just let you uh, add anything else to that, Holt. Yeah, that was uh, very, very well put. Um, except for I do definitely pull against Ole Miss. So just so we're clear, I hope Ole Miss loses every <laughs> game they play. But uh, <laughs> I definitely, as far as like the you know teams in the East go, like yeah, I, I, I hope Kentucky wins. Uh, you know, I hope they do well with their program and everything. I really do. But uh, one thing you forgot to say is uh, please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes podcast. Um, it really helps us out a lot. Um, you know. Leave us a five-star rating if, if you would be so kind. Even if you don't think it's a five-star podcast, you know, it still would help us out a lot if you just want to just help out two random guys, you know, or three random guys, you know, just, just to be nice. You know, you can just – you could do that exactly. if you wanted. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, 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 I mean, we, we do this for fun. Like, we're not getting paid to do this at all. We, we do this strictly for the love of the SEC. Uh, we're just – we're two normal guys. I just absolutely love SEC uh, football. Or three normal guys. Uh, another one that's not here with us tonight, Alex Ship. But we all absolutely love uh, the SEC. We wanted to see it do well. We have a huge passion for it, and that's why we take the time to uh, do a podcast for each of these teams during the previews. And then once the season starts, we're going to have two shows a week. We're going to have one show on Monday. Uh, that's going to be like a post game, sh- a post week show, and then we're also going to have another show that's going to be airing on Thursday. That's going to be. Uh, previews for the uh, following weekend exactly all right well i guess that's gonna be it and uh we'll see you guys next time and until then take it easy <laughs>